Bismillah alhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah Nabiya Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'id Alhamdulillah, we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Allama Imam Imam bin Baz Rahimahullahu Ta'ala The book which is entitled Durus al-Muhimma li'amat al-Ummah Important lessons for the general masses of the Muslims Naam We are still on the section where the Fadilat al-Shaykh Sheikh Abdul Razak bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al Abad Al Badr Hidhumullah Ta'ala is giving some very tremendous and beneficial words as an introduction before getting into the explanation of the pillars of Iman. The Shaykh Hadullahu Ta'ala, the Shaykh Abdul Razak, Hadullahu Ta'ala, he continues and he says, Well, Quran, Kama Asharatu, Jaafihi, Tibian, Nihadihil Usul, Ijmalan, Mutasilan. He says in that the Quran, as we aforementioned and alluded to, or as we alluded to, then it comes explaining. It comes explaining these principles, these fundamental principles of faith, these articles of faith in general and also in detail. In general and also in detail. Naam. And just here, this is a reason and bidnilahi ta'ala let it be an encouragement to study and reflect over the Quran. Naam to study and to reflect over the Quran and to strive to read the Quran from the standpoint of seeking guidance seeking to be guided reading it so that you may do that which is correct and live your life according to the guidance that is contained therein the shaykh he goes on and he mentions he says وعظمته وأفعاله وآيات كثيرة تتعلق بالإيمان بالملائكة وأوصافهم وأعمالهم ووظائفهم وآيات كثيرة تتعلق بالإيمان بالكتاب أو بالكتب المنزلة وآيات كثيرة تتعلق بالأنبياء والقصصهم وقصصهم وأخبارهم وآيات كثيرة في وصف اليوم الآخر 
وذكر اسمائه وعلاماته واوصافه واهواله وايات كثيره تتعلق بالايمان بالقدر ولهذا لا تكاد تقرا في القران ايه الا فيها ما يتعلق بهذه الاصول العظيمه التي يقوم عليها دين الله تبارك وتعالى تفضيل الشيخ منشنز he says is that and due to this you will find that when you read the quran you will find many verses therein that are linked to the belief in allah azza wa jal mention of his names of his attributes of his greatness of his actions likewise you will find many ayat that are connected to the iman in the angels mentioning their descriptions mentioning their actions mentioning their jobs and things that they are responsible for likewise you will find many ayat that are linked and connected to the iman in the revealed books and many ayat that are connected and mention the anbiya their stories information about them and likewise many ayat that describe the day of judgment mentioning its names its signs its descriptions the events that will happen therein and many ayat that mention and connected to the iman and qadr thus you will when you read the quran la takad yani you would you you would not read through the quran except that you will find therein ayat that deal with these fundamental beliefs these foundational beliefs these arkan these articles of faith of which allah ta'ala's deen it is built upon it in which allah ta'ala's deen it is built upon it when one will reflect over this one will see that the mere fact that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions these articles of faith these pillars of faith often and repeatedly in the quran shows us and is an indication of their importance is an indication that these things are extremely important and for this reason they are often mentioned inside of the quran they are often mentioned inside of the quran so the muslim it will behoove him or it will behoove her to give much concentration and to give much attention to learning the proper belief in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the proper belief in the angels the proper belief in the anbiya the proper belief in the books the proper belief in the day of judgment the proper belief in qadar khayrihi wa sharri because these things are essential to us because the allah ta'ala's deen is built upon us allah ta'ala's deen it is built upon us these things are of extreme importance for us naam 
And how could this not be the case? Because the first of them is what? Is to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the foundation. To believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the, the foundation. So it is incumbent that we pay much concern and that we can and that we organize our lives around that which will benefit us. Naam. We organize our lives upon that which we need. We organize our lives uh, in preparation for the day of judgment. In preparation to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how can we do that without giving much concern to our belief? Without giving much concern to Iman. Without giving much concern to how we properly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In his angels, in his books, in his messengers, in the day of judgment, in qadr, khayrihi wa sharri. How could we do this without doing that? So it is a must that we reorganize our lives. Because you'll find that there are many things inside of our lives that we, although we don't say it, although we don't say that we, that, that we take these things as a greater priority than the studying of, 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 of uh, the arkan al-iman, of the studying of the, of the foundations yani, of iman, we'll say we don't put things in front of it, right? But I just ask everyone to ask themselves. How well do you know about the arkan of Iman? How well do you know about it? How much information do you have about it? How well and how articulately and efficiently can you describe it? And could you explain it? Now, think about other things in your life that you can explain with ease. Other things in your life that the articulations will flow off of your tongue with, with, with ease and precision as relates to explaining them. Think about that. Now think about, does that same precision exist when it comes to the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Does that same precision, is it there as relates to the belief in the malaika? That same precision, is it there as relates to the belief in the kutub, in the, in the, in the prophets, in the day of judgment, in qadr, khayri, wa sharri, so on and so forth. Is that same precision there? Right? This is what is important for us to know. Because the shaitan, he tricks us a lot. And he, he gets us to become preoccupied with things that really don't benefit us. Now, how unfortunate when things will happen, right? And there will be fitna here and fitna there. And for the, yani, really, the way of the one who's intelligent, he runs away from fitna. The one who's intelligent, he runs away from fitna. Now, uh, as as uh, as as, uh, as Imam Al-Qattani mentions inside of his Nuniyya, he says, "Wakun habsan fi baytika in sami'ta bi fitnatan, wattaqu kulla munafiqin fatani." He says, "And stay, hold up in your house, right? Almost like what? Put yourself on house arrest if you hear about a fitna, and stay away from every trouble making." From every yani, troublemaking hypocrite, and stay away from every troublemaking hypocrite. Right? And because this is the way. When you hear about fitna, you run. You don't want to be involved in it. But and and those who are involved in it, yani, that's that's a test that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put upon them. So they have no choice but to go through the test. That's it. That's that's for them. But for those who have been saved from being touched by the fitna. Why you want to jump into it? Why you want to get involved? 
Right? How many of the individuals, and this is because of the sickness of the of, of, of the rearing, right? Because of the sickness of the rearing, ma'am, meaning that what many individuals, especially here in the West, they're raised upon a tabloid soap opera culture. Right? What happened now? What's going on there? What this one said to that one, so on and so forth. That's how the society is. You understand? If you look at the things that are the most popular inside of the society, it's things that revolve around these type of things. Yeah? Things that revolve around these type of things. What one said with this one, what's the newest thing, what was the response, what was, what was, what was, what was, to the end of it. To the end of it. Now, I mean, this is sick. Because for the person that has a sound heart, the person that has intelligence, you want to stay away from the likes of these things, what's called stress. You want to stay away from the likes of that. And you don't want to see other people, you don't want to be witness to other people going through these type of trials and tribulations and, and so on and so forth. Right? But it's unfortunate how many of the people, when you speak to them about a particular fitna, they know about the fitna. And they tell you, oh, the details. This one said this one. This one came out today. This was posted on Facebook. That was put it on Twitter. This was here. That was there. And, Subhanallah. What do you mean? Then you have individuals and they come and they say, no, 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 no. In this fitna, you got to take a stance. What do you mean? Yeah, Subhanallah. And we're speaking about specifically what the fitna that yani, exists between some of the mashaykh and the scholars of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah. Then you have it. Individuals who are sick who come and they say, But you have to take a stance. What do you mean I gotta take a stance? You have to take a stance in this fitna, this and that. Okay, to take a stance in the fitna is a person gotta know all about the fitna inside and out, the fitna, this, 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 that, and that. Who said what, when, what, where, how? Take a stance. But the same person, if you ask them, Okay, babe, tell me about the Iman of Qadr, they can't tell you. Tell me about what's gonna happen, Yomul Qiyamah, they can't tell you. But they're supposed to involve himself in what? They're supposed to be up to date on what? You understand? This is from Shaitan. Because it keeps you busy on things. It keeps you busy on things. Now you meet your Lord and you are still deficient in, 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 in your belief in the Malaika. That's going to help you now? Mekteba so and so going to help you? Da'i such and such, famous, whatever, noble, whoever, they're going to help you. Shaykh so-and-so going to help you now. You meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you don't believe properly in, in, in His names and His attributes. Why? Because you, you didn't study, you didn't, you didn't sit down to learn. What are the principles? What are the principles as it relates to the iman and the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You don't know nothing about this. You don't know nothing about aqidah wa sufiyah and that which is contained therein. You know nothing about this type of stuff. But then you're going to come and say, but so-and-so wrote on his Facebook page such and such, and then the other one responded, and then this one came and he tweeted, and then this one came. Subhanallah, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? Pila waqad. He said, she said. What does that benefit you? And istemiru. We're not talking about issues of yani bain sunni wa muqtadi, bain sunni wa bid'i. We're not talking about issues between a, a person on sunnah and a person on bid'ah. We're not talking about the issues of a, of a man upon sunnah yani, as relates to a man upon bid'ah. Now, man upon bid'ah, you want to know about that so you stay away from it. Huh? Man upon bid'ah. You know about that, so you stay away from it. So we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by understanding what to stay away from and who to stay away from. A man upon bid'ah, we stay away from it because the Prophet Sallallahu told us about the danger of bid'ah. You understand? فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالٍ فِي النَّارٍ 
Every newly invented matter is a bid'ah. Every bid'ah is a going astray. Every going astray is inside the fire. The Prophet ﷺ, he will say this in khutbah. He will say this in front of the wedding. He will say this in front of the every important address. He will make this. He will, he will, he will stress this. And this is at a time before bid'ah came about. Well, no bid'ah then. And the Prophet ﷺ, he stressed it. Why? Because that's how dangerous it is. So if a man is walking around or a woman is walking around with that dangerous thing upon them, we want to know about that so we stay away from them. Naam. As as the poet he mentioned, he said what? He says, يعني عرفت شر لا للشر ولكن لتوقيه لأن ما لا يعلم الخير من الشر يقع فيه. He said, I learned about evil not for the sake of evil, but to stay away from it. Because the one who don't who don't know the difference between good and evil, he gonna fall into it. Meaning falling into what? Falling evil. So we know about what not to do and who to stay away from. That's deen. Now, but we are we talking about that? No, we're talking about what between أهل السنة. Now I'm between Ahl Sunnah. So now, think about the individuals who will make you and believe and to understand that this situation between Ahl Sunnah is like a situation between Ahl Sunnah and Ahl Bid'ah. Think about how sick a person is like this. You gotta take a stance. This is like what? This is like the fitna of, 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 of the khalq of the Quran. Ya subhanAllah, that's what you're saying? That that was taking place right now between differing between Sheikh Rabia and between Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi, then this is similar to what Imam Ahmed went through as it relates to the fitna of those who were trying to say the Quran was created. Are you serious? You saying this? This sound like a person understand what Salafia is? Those when the people of the Salaf, the, the, yani the Salaf, what did they used to say about a person who said the Quran is created? They said, مَنْ قَالَ الْقُرْآنَ مَخْلُوقٌ فَإِنَّهُ كَافِرٌ وَمَنْ يَشُكُّ فِي كُفْرِهِ فَهُوَ كَافِرٌ This is how this is how serious that fitna was. Is that the Salaf they used to say that whoever says the Quran is created is a disbeliever, and whoever doubt he a disbeliever, he a disbeliever too. That situation was serious. So now you want to tell me that this situation is like that? What ignoramus will say something like that? What person, what any, upon how much compound ignorance will you be to say something like that? To compare this to that? If you compare this to that, then by Allah, this individual is as dumb as a person who doesn't know the difference between a rock and a cat. And this is not to be facetious. But seriously, how twisted, how sick, how how ignorant, foolish could you be to compare this to that? Sheikh Fawzan, Sheikh Fawzan, Sheikh Saleh Al Fawzan, the ones people everybody teaching from his books, quoting from Sheikh Fawzan when he mentioned the ulama Sheikh Sheikh Fawzan mentioned all the time, right? Don't miss Sheikh Fawzan. When Alama Al Walid Rabi' bin Hari Al Madkhali, when he mentioned to Sheikh Fawzan that which was going on between him and Sheikh Muhammad bin Hari Al Madkhali, you know what Sheikh Fawzan said? He said, That's between y'all to rectify it. Sheikh Fawzan said, What? That's between y'all to rectify it. Now, did Sheikh Rabia come back and say, No, you gotta take a stance. No, you gotta make it, you gotta see who what's what side you on. Did he say that? No. Why? Because this situation is not like that. And if it was like that, you think Sheikh Fawzan wouldn't have peeped that? He wouldn't have understood that? 
The sheikh, did he leave? Say, no, 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 you gotta take a stance, you gotta, huh? No! So what are these people talking about? You gotta take a stance, you gotta make, what's your mouth? You can't, you can't, you can't say you don't have no mouth. What are you talking about? Alim Salafi, Alim Salafi, khalas, we leave this. The only man deal with it. They don't need a like of you to deal with it. The like of you, a person, don't even understand, can't, can't even explain the arcana iman. You need to be involved in this? I digress. We have to stick to learning and benefiting from those things that are binding upon us. The Prophet said, That seeking knowledge is obligatory upon every Muslim man and woman. What this means is that what? The ilm that is fardun ayn. The ilm that is obligatory, individual responsibility, then we have to know about it. So that which is a, that which is a responsibility upon a person, is an individual responsibility upon a person, that which Allah Ta'ala is going to ask that person about, they have to know about it. So from those things that every Muslim has to know about is what? It's his aqeedah and minhaj. No, 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 no exceptions. You got to know how to properly believe in Allah SWT. His angels, books, prophets, day of judgment, qadr khalib sharri. You gotta know it, you have to know it. You have to know it. Naam? But those other things that are binding upon the Muslims is what? You have to know how to pray. You have to know how to pray, but then it means you have to what? You have to know how to make wudu. You have to know about ahkam tahar. You have to know what breaks your wudu. What are, you have to know these things. Right? You have to know about ghusl, you have to know about so the woman she also has to know about what? The ahkam al hayd the, 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 the rules and regulations as it relates to menses, as it relates to postpartum bleeding, huh? So on and so forth. Have to know about these things. Because these are individual responsibilities. For the person who is healthy and resident, so on and so forth, they have the fast of Ramadan, so then they do it's binding upon them the fast, they gotta know about the rules and regulations of fasting, so on and so forth. Right? So, then like this. So, whatever is binding upon you, have to know from your religion, you have to know. So, if you go into buying and selling, doing business, then you have to know the Islam regulations as it relates to buying and selling. You get married, you gotta know the Islam regulations as it relates to your role and responsibility as a spouse. You have children, you gotta know what is binding upon you as it relates to those children. Right? You have parents, you have to know what is binding upon you relates to interaction with your parents and how to be righteous to your parents and so on and so forth. Well, can utilize that as a measuring stick. Now when you think about all those things that you have to know and that's responsibility upon you and then you reflect upon your knowledge level as it relates to those things, you find you ain't got time to be getting involved in what's going on between this Salafi scholar and that Salafi scholar. You ain't got time for that. You don't have time for that because you are lacking seriously on those things that are, are, are bind, that is binding upon you. Person come and he said, the Prophet said, Pray as you see me praying. A person praying in such a way you say, you got that leader for you for what you're doing right there? You know this is how the Prophet said, pray or you don't know, so what you doing? How many years go by people still ain't memorize certain adi'iyah of the, of the salah and you, what were you doing? Subhanallah. People been Muslim a long time, don't know tashahud. Ya Salah. What are you doing? But yet, but yet you know who just tweeted what about whatever. You see how the shaitan is playing people? Playing people, man. Playing people. 
And then think about that too, about the, you know, just the people into sports and all that type of stuff. Know all the stats about this player, that player, what college he went to, this, that, what. Wow. But they can't name you 10 Sahaba. Well, Anyway, let that just be a reminder. This is a reminder what we have to take these things seriously. We have these things are not a joke. We have to take them seriously. Okay? The Shaykh, Allah Ta'ala, he goes on and he mentions, he says, He said, in all of this, meaning the aforementioned that, you, you, know, you, know, you can't walk away from reading the Quran except you're going to read about the fundamentals of faith, you're going to read about the pillars and the, uh, uh, what do you say? The pillars of faith and the articles of faith. Naam. He said all of this points to what? Points to the status of the pillars of faith and the articles of faith. And it points you to the greatness of their yani of their status. The greatness of their status. Right? It points you to the greatness of their status. What if Ata Makanatiha and how it has a yeah, different ways of saying the same thing and how it has an elevated and a lofty position? And that these are the foundations on which the Allah's deen is built upon. And in the hadith of Jibreel, hadith Hadith Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu Naam, the hadith of Umar ibn Khattab And it's a famous hadith, Hadith Jibreel Hadith Jibreel is the second hadith inside of Arba'een al-Nawwiyyah The first hadith in Arba'een al-Nawwiyyah is إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ The end of the hadith, the very actionable by the intention That hadith is also the first hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari Naam, bye the second hadith in Arba'een and Nawiyah is this hadith, Hadith Jibreel. Hadith Jibreel is the first hadith in Sahih Muslim. The first hadith in Sahih Muslim. This hadith, Hadith Jibreel, they call this hadith Ummus Sunnah, the mother of the Sunnah. You know how Al Fatiha is called Ummul, Ummul Kitab, the mother of the book? Because it yani, brings together like a summary of that which is contained in the book. They call Hadith Jibreel Ummul Sunnah, the mother of the Sunnah, right? Because it brings together what? The deen. One Hadith. Brings together the deen. But how many people memorize the Hadith? Talking about Arbain and Nawi. Huh? 40 some odd Hadith of Imam and Nawi. This one is what? The second Hadith. Yeah, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit lengthy. It's a bit lengthy, huh? Got a little size to it. But we're talking about doing what's important for us. We're talking about concentrating on what benefits us, right? And I'm gonna keep stressing this because I'm because so many people they get preoccupied in things that really don't benefit them, and they turn away from giving attention to what really benefits them. How many people memorize this hadith or understand this hadith? Hmm. Answer to yourself. I don't, don't, don't answer out loud. Answer to yourself. These forty hadith, these forty some hadith, these these hadith are hadith that deal with the principles of the religion. They deal with the principles of the religion. Now, important principles. 
person always talking about Salafia. Salafia, Salafia, Salafia. Wait, Huh? We got a saying here in, 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 in uh, well, I don't know where it's at here, but I know it's in the Northeast. I can't, I can't claim it's in the South and that, I don't know. But I know in the Northeast, we got a saying. We got a saying colloquially is what? Don't talk about it, be about it. Right? Talk about it, be about it. How many people talk Salafia, 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 but then you ask them, what is Salafia? They can't really tell you really good. They can't really break down to, oh, the principles, brother, got to be on the principles. Play, brother, name me five principles from the, from the principles of Dallas, Salafia. Uh, uh, you know, it's like, you know what I mean, what they be saying in that. <laughs> All right, give me five still. Nah, you know, like, how the brother, like, you know, the famous dog I be, be talking about. Alright, but you give me five. What are you talking about? Give me five, man. Like, you know, you get all these, you know, people trying to wiggle out the situation and give you, you know, all these diversionary statements and that. No, give me five principles. Oh, you don't know. Don't talk about it, be about it. Because about being Salafi. Now, as, as, as Imam al Bani used to always say, and we're going to keep saying it, Kun Salafiyan, be Salafi. Aqidatan. Be Salafi in your Aqidah, which of course means your Minhaj too, because they go together. Inside of your Ibadah, the way you worship, and also what? In your character. In your character. Hmm. You see? So, it is incumbent upon us, it is incumbent upon us. That we learn what is Salafiyya. These forty, these, these the, the, the forty hadith of Imam Nawawi, uh, of Imam Nawawi, you find these are principles of the religion inside of these forty hadith. So these principles of the religion, I'm saying to you, is principles of Salafiyya. Perkins said, "How you say that? Because it is. Why? Because Islam was Sunnah, was Sunnah here Islam. Islam is the Sunnah, and the Sunnah is Islam." So we can also say what? Islam is Salafi, is Salafi and his Sunnah. Huh? Islam who is Salafiya was Salafiya here Islam. Islam is Salafi and Salafi is Islam. Naam. So these are principles of the deen. These are principles of the of the religion. These are principles of Salafiya. How can we not give it more concern to it? I, I you know, I'm just saying. We got to do better and stop allowing ourselves to be duped. Really, we have to do better and stop allowing ourselves to be duped by individuals who clearly don't have our best interests in mind. Anyway, the Sheikh goes on and he says, with a hadith Jibreel, al mashhur and a hadith Jibreel that is well known. حديث عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه لما سأل جبريل عليه الصلاة والسلام النبي عليه صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الإيمان قال أن تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله ويوم الآخر وأن تؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره when جبريل عليه الصلاة والسلام asked the Prophet وسلم, about Iman. He asked him, what is Iman? The Prophet وسلم, he said to him, is to believe in Allah and in His angels and in His books and in His messengers 
and in the last day, and to believe in Qadr, the good of it in the bad of it. Ma'am, the good of it in the bad of it. فَذَكْرَ صَرَاطَ اللَّهُ وَسَلَامُهُ عَلَيْهُ أُصُلُ الْإِيمَانِ السِّتَّةِ الَّتِي يَقُومُ عَلَيْهَا دِينُ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى So the Prophet ﷺ, he answered by mentioning the fundamental belief or the pillars of belief, the articles of faith on which Allah's deen is built upon. وفي السنة أحاديث كثيرة جدا تتعلق بتعريف بالله وذكر أسمائه. In the side of the Sunnah there are many hadith that are linked and connected in the ayat to explaining about the belief in Allah and His names وأوصافه and His attributes وعظمته and His greatness جل في علا وأحاديث كثيرة تتعلق بالملائكة وذكر الأوصافهم وأعمالهم وأخمارهم ووظائفهم. Many أحاديث which speak about the angels, mentioning uh, their descriptions, their actions, information about them, their jobs and responsibilities. نعم. And لحظة. Uh, I think your phone had died. Is a charger. There's a charger in here. Might want to use the the, the blue one as long. Yeah. So the many hadith will speak about the angels. And their actions, and it speaks about, it gives us information about them and about their jobs and responsibilities. And many ahadith that mention and that are connected to the belief in the books. And many ahadith which mention the belief in the anbiya. And many وَيَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ وَأَوْصَافِ الْجَنَّةِ وَالنَّارِ And there are many ahadith that speak about the, the Day of Judgment, yani the descriptions of the Day of Judgment, the occurrences that are going to happen upon a Day of Judgment, uh, yani which give um, descriptions of Jannah, descriptions of Naar. وَأَحَدِيثِ كَثِيرًا and many ahadith which go into the details about the belief in Qadr. And many ahadith from the Sunnah that explain these tremendous principles and foundations of faith, these tremendous foundations on which the deen of Allah is built upon, نعم, many ahadith which explain this. فأصول, نعم, والأصل, وأصل هذه الأصول 
and the and the foundation of all of these foundations of iman. And this is important for us to, to know and to realize that what that the foundation for all of the pillars of faith is what is iman in Allah is faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Naam? I just want I want everybody to think about this just to stop and I want you to reflect after knowing how important the belief or how important yani, yani, is the belief in the articles of faith after knowing how important this belief is and knowing how important it is in the the, the, the status of an inside of, 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 of the deen, the status of it in reality, now after knowing this, and then after knowing that the foundation of these of these yani, uh, uh, articles of faith is the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After we know how important this is, after we know how tremendous this is, after we know how yani, vital this is to our life, right? How vital this is to our success, so on and so forth. Doesn't it become extremely strange, right? To hear people say that or even discuss the possibility of rectification by way of Tawheed right how these sick individuals who they come on Facebook and YouTube so on and so forth and foolishly record their stupidity and share it with the world who will come and even raise a discussion on whether or not our communities need Kitab Tawheed or whether or not you can rectify with Thalathatu Usul or not. So on and so forth, to the end of it. Right? This is, this is the most foolish of things. Because a person will not be successful, period, if he's lacking in his knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will not benefit, period. Do you, do you understand? If a person is lacking in his implementation and knowledge of it, so he, how can he benefit? How can he be rectified? What is your standard? What is your measuring stick? What is your purpose? What is your aim? And what is your objective in even raising this question? Is it to belittle Tawheed? To make it seem like we need to focus on something else? Anytime a person come and say, but people you've been people been studying Tawheed for the past twenty some odd years. Huh? Been studying Tawheed for the past 20 some odd years, but yet we still have high divorce rate, maybe higher divorce rate now, whatever, right? Children going astray. Whatever the case is, people be trying to say, mentioning social ills, right? Missing the social ills. We still ain't got this, we still ain't got that, we still poor, we still, we still, we still. What does that have to do with Tawheed? What does that got to do with the teaching of Tawheed? <laughs> You've been teaching Tawheed for the past 20 some odd years. Alhamdulillah. Because the point is to teach Tawheed till we die. Did the Prophet ﷺ teach Tawheed for a period of time and then stop? 
No. We always hear that the Prophet ﷺ, he taught Tawheed when he was in Mecca. Now, this is the truth. But it is not to be understood that it stopped once he got to Medina. No. It's just that what? For a, per, a certain period of time, then it was Tawheed. Huh? Then the last the last time, the last of the of, of the of, of the time in Mecca, then the Ahkam al-Salat, because Salat became wajib. Naam. Then the Ahkam al-Salat started to be uh, taught and, and discussed and so on and so forth. Then when in Medina, the rest of the Ahkam of the Deen came down. So everything has to be explained. But does that mean that the Prophet Sallallahu he stopped teaching Tawheed? No, he did not. The Prophet Sallallahu he taught Tawheed the whole of his mission. Till he died, he taught Tawheed. So what's your point in saying you've been teaching Tawheed for the past the 20 some odd years? The community has been going to Tawheed for the past 20 some odd years. What's your point in saying that? To say we need to do something else? Yeah, ignoramus. We're going to teach Tawheed until we die. How foolish are you? You teach Tawheed till you die. The argument right there don't make no sense. Because do you believe that everybody who's Muslim now has been Muslim for the past 20 some odd years? We got somebody just became Muslim right now. The people who sat in the first and after two usul class, that class been overdone. They never even heard about the book. So what, we don't teach them because we taught it already? We went over we went over the categories of Tawheed already, so we don't teach the new Muslims now. People just became Muslim right now. We don't teach them Tawheed. The Muslims who know about it don't need to be reminded about it. Don't they remind the benefit the believer? What's the best reminder a person can have except about the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So of course we're going to keep teaching Tawheed. So what's your point in saying been teaching Tawheed for the past 20 some odd years? That's what they're supposed to do is teach Tawheed. You're supposed to be a person in the Sunnah, you don't know that? What you want? What Sunnah you want? Is that the Sunnah of the Prophet? Sorry, Evidently it can't be. If you're thinking that you teach Tawheed for a certain period of time, then you stop. We didn't get that example from the Prophet. Sorry, so who is yourself in that? That sounds like what Ikhwan Muslimin and all them be saying. You go to a tablighi, you ask this tablighi, Sufi, Munharib. How come you don't teach people tell about Tawheed? What they tell you? Everybody know about that. Ikhwan, we got other things to talk about. Why? Why don't we talk about Tawheed? Everybody know about that. Obviously not. Imam al-Albani, rahmatullah alayhi, mentioned, he said, he said, he said, he said that if you were to ask most of the Muslims, most of the Muslims in the world right now, ma ma'na, la ilaha illallah, what is the meaning of la ilaha illallah? He said they will eat, it will either be one of two things. They will either give you a wrong answer or they will say la edri. They will either give you a wrong answer or they say, I don't know. That's the meaning of la ilaha illallah. If this is the case of the general mass of the Muslims, what kind of rectification you talking about? That is the that, that means we're gonna stop teaching Tawheed. Al Alama Muhammad Al Jami he mentioned that there was a time in Saudiya. Meaning during his time, right? He's talking about what happened in his life, Rahmatullah He said where they will teach Talatatu Usul every day after Fajr. Every day after Fajr. He said that when they stop, they'll start again. And they kept teaching it over and over and over and over and over. So to the same people that heard it, they keep 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 teaching them, keep teaching them. To the point where the people had the book memorized, basically. You ask some questions about the book and they will answer. They, they, had it, they had it down like that. You understand? Why? Because this is the importance. 
not necessarily particularly of that particular book within 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 itself, because I don't want anyone to be to be to to, to, to be linked to anything except for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? But but that book it stands out, it stands out in the fact that everything has delivered. It mentions something, proof of evidence. Mention something, proof of evidence. So connect yourself to the proofs of evidence that are contained therein. So as far as a collection of the proof and the evidence, then it's the most excellent of books. Huh? From the standpoint, dealing with these three fundamental principles. So why not teach it all the time? Huh? You're going to be asked inside of your grave? Man rabbuk. You're going to be asked this inside of your grave. Who is your Lord? What is your religion? Who is your message? Who is your message? What is your religion? Right? You're going to be asked inside your grave. So obviously it's important. Out of all the things you could be asked, out of all the things you don't live your life, now you dead, you in your grave, out of all the things you could be asked about your life, the malaika, they come to you, they commanded to ask you three things. Three questions. Out of all the things you did in your life, out of all the stuff that happened in your time, Right? They come and they ask you three questions, which shows you that what? That these three questions are important. Out of your whole life, out of your whole life, this is what it boils down to now. Now, now, now you've been set up in your grave, you ask these questions. Who is your Lord? What is your religion? What do you say about the one who was sent unto you? Who's your prophet? So now, how important is that? So what kind of rectification a person can have that's devoid of that? You're saying that's not going to help a community? What are you talking about? What is your standard? What is your measuring stick? What are you looking for? You're looking for everyone to be rich? You're looking for everyone to have yani, whatever? Whatever it is you're talking about? You're looking to have a big shiny yani, schools and universities and hospitals and this and that, that and that. that that's, you're looking for that stuff? And we're not to say or not to diminish and say these things are not important, that these things should not be aims and aspirations. Yes, we should aim and aspire to have universities. Not just a school, not, not just a school, universities. You should, you, you should aspire for that. But the point is, is that when you look back at it at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, about having health care and you know, a hospital and clinic and all this type of stuff and, you know, food programs when you feed the poor and all this type. Okay, I mean, that stuff is all fine and dandy. But if you don't have these three things down, if you don't have the tawheed down, then then what 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 is the uh what's the point? What's the point? Huh? The kufar, Shaif. The kufar, do they have programs, social programs? The kufar, we talking in general. Do they got social programs? Yes. Do they have schools, universities? Yes. Do, do, do some of the kufar got some money in that? Yes. Right? I mean, to the end of it, what these, what these individuals they mention from, from foolishness. Do they have these things that you guys talking about? Yes. At the end of the day, what does it mean? Nothing, because they kufar. <laughs> so what does it got them at the end of the day? Nothing, because they kufar. So you want us to be reared upon that? To be reared upon things that stop when we die? Be reared upon things that don't go beyond our life? Be reared upon things that don't help us in the grave? Be read upon things that don't help us when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you talk about rectification. What kind of rectification jeopardizes your gender? You call it rectification? What's wrong with these people? These are individuals who are sick, twisted. These are individuals who obviously got problems in the Aqidah. Now, and this is a principle 
This is a principle that the ulama they mentioned. And I want everyone to understand this. I want everyone to understand this. That we know what the, we know what is the minhaj. Naam. We know what is the minhaj. Everybody, every single individual who you see that they have a problem, they have a mistake, they have an error inside of their minhaj, they know 100% that they have a mistake in their aqidah. Write that down. Every person that has a mistake in their minhaj has a mistake in their aqidah, whether you see it or not. It's there. Because the aqidah and the minhaj, they are together. Now, Sheikh Rabir, everybody wants to say, well, we follow Sheikh Rabir with the kibar. Sheikh Rabir, he said that the aqidah and minhaj mutalazimatan. He said they go together, they must go together. He said just like the shahadatan go together. Hmm? You want to be upon Yani was Sheikh Rabir, the teaching of Sheikh Rabir? Which is just Yani that it was a teaching of the Prophet. Now it's the Sunnah. Now huh? you want to be upon that real for real to understand that point. Everybody who shows that they got a demon, they show some error inside of their minhaj, it's cause they have error in their aqidah. Because they have error in their aqidah. But, so these individuals when you see them saying the like of these things, these people got error inside their aqidah. Bila shak bila because it's an error in minhaj. To even say something like that, so as to what? What is your intent? Because listen, if your intent is to divert people and discourage them from studying tawheed, then it makes sense. If your intent is to belittle tawheed, to make it seem like, okay, we got enough for that, now we need something else, then it makes sense. And it makes sense. It makes sense. But, is that a kind of person you want to trust with your dean? <laughs> no, no, no way. Is that a kind of person you feel comfortable to learn from them? No way. Because it's obviously a person who don't understand. Right? It's obviously a person who doesn't understand. The likes of Hamza Yusuf, who said that to, to constantly study Aqidah is a sickness. He said it's dogma, it's a sickness, and so on and so forth. Right? Or to the end of it, yani, in meaning. You know, one might come and say, what are the exact words? And, you know, the meaning, yani. that's what he said, the meaning. Right? The Sunni heard that and he, and he, and he, and he, and he became enraged. What, what is this? But he's Sufi, so I mean, okay, khalas, it makes sense. Munharid. Right? He's a Sufi. Like, what, you expect a Sufi to say something else? Of course they don't want you studying aqidah because they're exposed to what they're about. When you truly know the aqidah of the Prophet and the Sahaba, then you realize they're not on that. They got many deviations. You understand? So of course he say that makes sense because he want to keep people in the dark from his from his error. Right? But for a person who's claiming salafia to say the likes of these things, now the point is is that when a person comes in and say the likes of these statements, that Rakatosul does not going to rectify a community, not like like which was similar to the statement of Shadid Muhammad. Right? Uh and and uh, and, and, and him and, and and others who who link with him and his crew or whatever. Uh, it's saying similar statements. The whole question idea of whether or not Yani Kitabu Suhi rectified community or whatever the case is, huh? Coming out that same camp. Huh? No, it's coming out the same camp. And those other brothers in the camp, those other brothers in that camp who lecture with Shadid and all them. Oh you mother brothers, if this reaches you, then you should say something, man. You should say something. Huh? 
Right or wrong? You got no problem talking about other people. Why are you quiet about him? You understand? For what? Unless you agree with him. Unless you agree with him. If you don't agree with him, let it be known. Teach the people what is correct. Because that's not correct. That's not right. Like it who like it, hate it who hate it. That's not right what that man's saying. Yeah. Take the recorder. Run and tell that. That's fine. Share it. It's fine. The point is, when you look at this statement of this man and those who are in his camp who are saying similar stuff in different ways, how is that different than what Hamza Yusuf is talking about? How is it different? Okay? Person may say, oh, duration of time. You know you got people, you know, that, that fools like this, they want to, you know, nitpick the duration of time because he said it could be really fast. Okay, if he said really fast, you said a little bit more time, but the point is what, you, you're giving a time frame, then you stop, then we focus, look at other stuff. What are you talking about? What in the world are you talking about? This is not from the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when the shaykh, he mentioned, he said that Asul hadhi al-usul iman billah azza wa jal That the origin of these usul is the iman in Allah azza wa jal What are you talking about? When you when you making it seem like we can stop, it doesn't make sense. And when you look back at that foolish statement that they've been studying Tawheed for all these years, and what they're saying is, we don't see no effects of it. We don't see the effects. Well, the effects is because, you know, if you don't see the effects, it's because the problem is in what? It's in you. It's in the community. It's not in Tawheed. It's not that Tawheed don't affect the person. But if a person is ignorant about his Lord, he don't even know what is the names and the attributes of his Lord, then, then what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be no effect on a person because he hasn't exposed himself to his benefit. Because he's been worried about what's going on on Twitter and Facebook and whatever. So yeah, it ain't benefiting him. If a person understands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is Aliyah, he is the all-knower, that's not going to affect his behavior if he really understands that and he knows that Allah knows everything. So this man is not going to try to cheat and swindle this one and that one because he knows that whoever he get over on, Allah knows everything. A person who knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and he sees everything, he's going to watch how he act even when he by himself because he knows Allah sees everything. So if you, as an individual, you live your life one way in front of people, and then you live your life another way when the people can't see you, then the problem is in you. The problem is in you. So now, what's, so now what, what is the answer? The answer is, okay, let's talk about something else. No, the answer is, let's go back to talking about Tawheed, because obviously you don't understand something. If you think you can, when you come to the master's sister, you covering, but then when you go out to work, you're not covering? What, you think Allah don't see you at work? Allah only see you in the master, Allah's the all-seer, what are you doing? What's wrong with you, you don't understand? When now was Ramadan, now you want to worship Allah, so the of Ramadan, you think Allah's only the Lord of Ramadan? He's not the Lord of the rest of the months of the year? What's wrong with you, the problem is with you. So you, obviously, yeah, you need to go over Tawheed again. We need to refresh this now. We need to go over this again. Because you, obviously, you missed some stuff. Because out of that, like, then, yeah, make your, make, 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 make your, yeah, uh, use that as a frame of reference. Because if a person understands Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is shadid or iqab. That changes everything. Naam. 
I'll give you an example. A real life story. Right? We not we not technically we don't do no fake made up whatever story stuff. You understand? Real life story. In Egypt, a lot of the cab drivers they play they play music in the car. They play music, right? So you get into a car and the the, the, yeah, the Muslim brother, yeah, he, but you know he's afflicted with the with, with the music. So the the brother was playing the music. So we got in the car, we told the brother, he said, listen, turn it off, please. That's nice. We said, Can you please turn it off? Right? So he's turning it down. He turned it down. He didn't turn it off. He turned it down. But as he as he was doing, he's trying to like give, you know, some excuse. He said, you know, I drive a lot, you know, I get tired, the music, you know, it, it helps me stay awake. No one commented on that. No one, no one, you know, gave him a rebuttal on that statement. And then he said, but you know, anyway, you know, he said, Allah, yani huwa Rahman Rahim. He said, but Allah is the all, all, all yani he's the, uh, he is the all compassion, most merciful, right? Well, he's, yeah, he's the merciful, yeah, he bestow of mercy. That's what he said. Which is the truth? What is the truth? Right? So, I responded to him, I said, Naam, Sahih. I said, Well, I can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who was Shadid al I said, Yeah, that's true. I said, But Allah ta'ala, He is severe in punishment. Naam. So you need severe punishment. Naam, who was Rahman Rahim? Yes, he is the most merciful, bestow of mercy, but at the same time, he's severe in punishment. Right? The Muslim is one of the benefits of living in the Muslim land. Right? You could sell a person taqila and it has some effect in a lot many cases. Right? When he uh when that was said to him, he looked, he paused for millisecond and he said ayah sahih he said yes you're right and he turned it off completely but if we don't understand that Allah is severe in punishment what's going to curb your behavior right what's going to curb your behavior and so now these things that help the curbing of an individual's behavior and uh, governing the way that he acts and the way that he talks and you know so on and so forth help him to lower his gaze help her lower her gaze so on and so forth right as it relates to these things this we, we're talking about what the, the the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is that is that not but tawheed that's not but tawheed what kind of rectification you think that you can possibly find that's devoid of tawheed how is it possible they know what the answer is it's not it's not possible look at the cabin societies that's how you can see it's not possible all these things each person is talking about is there but they ain't got no rectification their lives are a mess why? because they don't have the Islam Damn. so yeah, I mean, don't lend your ear to the likes of these individuals who will say the likes of this foolishness if they, if they foolish enough to say it Right? If, they, if they're foolish enough to say it and bold enough to put it out there like that, then no one understands that these individuals who you can never feel safe to put your deans in their hands. You can never feel safe to put your deans in their hands. Right? And one of their flunkies, one of their followers, one of their followers, right? When I advise them about the likes of these individuals, yeah? and it shows y'all people, y'all, they, they're sick. This man had the nerve to say to me, right? And, and, and you know. There was so much more yani, calamities inside of that thing, inside of that, that, that exchange and that conversation from yani, subhanAllah. Anyway, this individual, he had the nerve to say to me, 
whole, so I guess you're perfect. Ooh, subhanAllah, who said that? Who said that? I never said I was perfect. I have mistakes. I have errors. I have shortcomings. I have character flaws. I never said that I was, I was, I was perfect. Just because I point out a, 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 an obvious mistake that this person was arrogant enough or foolish enough to share with the world himself, I didn't go looking for that. I didn't go looking for that. He didn't want to push record and then came out his mouth with that foolishness. He didn't want to share that with everyone. I didn't go looking for it. He put it out there. It is a mistake. So I, I can't call it a mistake because I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. The Prophet means that whoever sees an error, he sees a mistake, a sin, then let him change it with his hand. If he can't, with his tongue. If he can't, they hate it in his heart. And that's the lowest of faith, just the hate in your heart and don't don't, don't say nothing. Right? So, the point is, did the Prophet make a stipulation, but you can't make mistakes? No, because the Prophet said, All the children had to make mistakes. And the best mistake are those who make, uh, make repentance. The best of those who make mistakes and errors are those who repent. The repentance. Was it mentioned that yani, in calling the good and forbidden evil, we, we have to be perfect? No, no one says that. Why would a person even come out of his face and say that except he's trying to divert from the situation? Trying to, trying to uh, deflect. You follow? It's like, it's like the saying, it's like, it's like if you get caught with your hand in a cookie jar and you say, look, you know, why are you eating cookies? Well, you ate a cookie. Okay, what that got to do with you eating cookies? <laughs> because I was wrong, now you wrong? That don't change the fact that you too are eating cookies. Exactly. You're wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, so now I can't say you're wrong because I ate a cookie before. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? This is child stuff. This is what you find in your four-year-old and your three-year-old arguing about in the kitchen. Umi said don't eat cookie, but why you got chocolate on your mouth? That's children stuff. So how a grown man gonna tell me what? Well, you act like you 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 perfect? What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? The man made a clear mistake. I'm not perfect. I'm not. But me being imperfect don't change the fact that he made a blunder, a, a serious blunder. No, he didn't want to hear it from. Me. No, no, he didn't want to ask. It. He didn't want to hear it from me. He didn't want to hear it. Period. Because he want to do what he want to do. That's the reality. He didn't hear it. Period. Because he want to do what he want to do. You understand what I'm saying? So the point is, is that what? Is that be careful? Be careful. This individual should be Muhammad. Don't take knowledge from him. Period. Don't take knowledge from him. And frankly, be be very wary of anyone who sits on the same panel as him. And has not corrected these things. You understand what I'm saying? Be wary of these individuals. Be wary of them. Because whether or not you believe that that mistake necessitates that you don't share a panel with him or not, does not speak to the fact that what he did was a clear error. It was clearly wrong, clearly against the sunnah of the prophets, I said, clearly against the way of the prophets and the messengers, period. It's against the dawah of all the prophets and the messengers to speak like this. 
And even if that was not his intention, it came across in a way that was very disrespectful and belittling to Tawheed. That's how it came across. So explain and clarify and rectify that. So whether or not those individuals believe that that necessitates staying away from him or not, that's another issue. We're talking about what the man said. Deal with that. Teach the people that that statement is incorrect. Advise that man that what he said is wrong. And if not, I wouldn't feel safe anybody dealing and working with him. Period. I wouldn't feel safe messing with them. I wouldn't feel safe. Because if you can't call a spade a spade and you can't call a good and forbid evil with the likes of things like this, then something's wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. I'm not saying you got to get out there and you got to mention the man's name necessarily, but you even can't deal with the issue. You even can't make the issue well known that no, we got to have respect for a Tawheed and the level of Tawheed, the place of Tawheed inside of the deen, so on and so forth. You can't, you can't even do that. Okay, don't mention his name, but you can't explain the issue so that the people know upon clarity that this is the issue and the statement of whoever says such and such is wrong. Whoever says such and such, that statement is incorrect. Okay, you don't want to say his name and say whoever say whatever. But this is what the Tawheed is. This is the status of Tawheed inside of religion. You can't even say that. Then I don't trust you. And anybody who's foolish enough to trust the likes of them individuals, then something, then, yeah, I don't know, you need to check yourself. I, I don't know how you trust individuals like that. I wouldn't trust them. Not like that. Not when it comes to things like that. No. No. Ala kulli hal. The Shaykh Ta'ala, he goes on to getting into the first asl, the first of these fundamental principles, the first of these fundamental beliefs that is essential, and that is the belief in, the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bidnilahi ta'ala, we're going to save this into the next class, and we'll yani, deal with it and get it to it there, and just for clarity, and just to say that whoever didn't understand the yani, diversion, we, we can say, huh, uh, that had taken place in this particular class, uh, it was for the standpoint of just being clear. Just being clear. Sometimes people don't get it. Sometimes you hint to it and people don't get it. And our da'wah is clear, is 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 open book as Sheikh Anjali Ta'ala he mentions. Our da'wah is open book, we clear. You know? So sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta say it straight up. Sometimes you gotta say it straight up. Sometimes you can hint to it and that's sufficient. Right? People will figure it out. But then sometimes sometimes people don't figure it out. But these things are dangerous enough that it had to be mentioned specifically. Like a who like a hater who hater. I don't apologize for anything that I said. That was correct. If I said something that was wrong, that was an error, that was a slip of the tongue, that was any a mistake for myself, then I invite anyone to point it out to me. I invite anyone to point it out to me. Point out my mistake. Give it to me. So I may refute I may yani refute myself and by refuting myself seek to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you want to refute me to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pointing out an error that I made, then I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to do it. Naam. 
and just give me the courtesy, contact me, or send me the reputation, no problem. And then I do one to refute myself about it, whatever I said that was incorrect, and I take it back and I'll mention what is correct. Now, this is our deen. Deen is above men. It's not about men, it's not about these individuals, it's not about personalities. It's about being upon the deen. It's about the kitab and the sunnah, the way the salaf is ummah. Now, and if I ever in any which way, shape, and form present it to me, I have no problems retracting. I have no problem refuting myself. If I said something that was a complete blunder out of ignorance, then refute then then, then refute me. Show me how I'm wrong based upon ilm, based upon knowledge, based upon Allah said, based upon the Prophet said, based upon this was the way to sell it. And we change. Because this is what we learn. When the ulama, when the salaf, when they made mistake and it became clear unto them, no, this is the sunnah, then they, they, they change. If I say anything that's contrary to the sunnah, then take my statement and throw it away. Don't pay, the, don't pay it no mind, throw it away. Because what is correct is the sunnah, being upon the sunnah. Not being upon what anything I say. Not agreeing with nothing I say. No, agreeing with the kitab and agreeing with the sunnah. That's salafiyah. Being upon the way to salaf. That's salafiyah. Individuals come and go. And we don't need them. Allah's deen don't need them. You understand what I'm saying? This Allah's deen. Allah's deen don't need no man. Allah don't need none of us. We need Allah. We need Islam. We need salafiyah. We can come and go. Allah's deen still going to be here. Naam. So understand this. Understand this fact. Connect yourself to the book and the sunnah. Connect yourself to the way of the salaf. Connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Connect yourself unto Allah azza wa jalla. Naam. So, it's there. Anything that I said that was correct, then the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything that I said that was incorrect, then it's from myself or it's from the shaytan. Then it's from myself or it's, for, or, or it's from it's from the shaytan. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me for my errors and that which I have said that was incorrect and to guide me to that which is right. And to make me from those who fear him. وإياكم من يو أول إز وال فنكتفي بهذا القدر والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا